Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. Mark Reardon. The heart of America is not government. The center of America is not Washington, D.C. The center of America is the neighborhoods where 330 million Americans are raising their kids and trying to put food on the table and trying to love their neighbors. Mark Reardon. There's nothing worse than a reckless jackass who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. I am the smartest man alive! The Mark Reardon Show is on now. Oh, and it's Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and that means there's only one way to take you into the weekend, and that's the Reardon Roundtable. It's state law. You have to listen here on a Friday afternoon. we got the panel assembled. Sue Thomas in the house as well for the afternoon. Happy Sue, Friday. How are you this afternoon? I am fine. Thank you. You know, the, the temperature on the gun says it's relatively comfortable, but man, it's windy and yeah. sort of chilly. And it's going to really plummet. Windy. It's yeah, going to like plummet. It. I don't like it. That is Jane Duker. How are you, Jane? I am doing great. You know what's interesting is I haven't seen you in a while. You know that because you were off a couple of weeks again, I think, and then with I was sick. No, it was because I was sick, and then we had Thanksgiving. And then we so had Thanksgiving, been, wow. and you missed the birthday, but you I knew not. that oh, you Oh, no! Were, I, I knew, forgot to wish you happy yeah, birthday. Uh-oh. I knew that happy you birthday. would. Thank you very much. It was I feel last Saturday. badly no, about that. Did I'll you keep... do your Black Friday? Were you fighting people in no, Friday? No. And I know, and it's the first time. Like This is like <laughs> tradition sad, because I mean, I'm one of those idiots, and- no, so we ended up going down to Tuscaloosa, Alabama for the Iron Bowl. Roll nice. Tide. And well, happy, happy it, for, it hang on, great. let me introduce the rest of the voices here. Alderman <laughs> yeah. Jack Coder is with us. Lame uh, duck, Alderman. Well, right, <laughs> oh, I was say that. Uh, yes. well, he's yeah. smiling. He's smiling about it. He's glowing. Uh, soon-to-be State Senator Nick Schroer with us as well. Nick, Absolutely. how are you? I am wonderful. Um, yeah, that's that. That's great that you, I, I am, uh, now I feel bad because I, I always miss an opportunity to make fun of your age, even though we're the same age. I'm <laughs> No, very, I'm younger. Let's be very but I usually, clear. But usually, is such an easy birthday to remember, and I forgot. It's by it, Thanksgiving. So I yeah, it was yeah. a Saturday after. I had a phenomenal birthday going to the bars with my daughter. And oh my god! No, that that day will come. And Lots it's of a, fireball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. I mean, it's you what see these... what those girls wear these days, though. Oh, honey. And probably your daughter. Do you allow that? Oh, I'll, I, yeah. When we're offline, I'll show you the pictures, <laughs> and I'm like. Uh, uh, Look, I've got uh, two daughters, uh, eight and five. I don't want to think about that. Don't. It, it's but ugly. Nick, you probably can relate because my daughter's almost eight, mm-hmm. and some of the, I, sometimes I think she's like thirteen, and yeah. it horrifies me already. Let's show so. your belly. So, but yeah. I will say the most <laughs> I important that decision. Yes. That's right. Yes. Well, good luck, and um, <laughs> I'll talk to you in a few years, yep. and we'll see how that's working out for you. But I will say, my granddog, my son's dog, 
actually made it on Barstool Sports for Alabama. Oh, that's oh, how wow. cute. Yeah, because we had him dressed up in his Roll Tide gear, and uh, so he made bar. My so my daughter. This is like, oh my god, she's like sending out to everybody she knows. Oh yeah, my my our dog made it on Barstool that's Sports. Cool, that's really cute. Yeah, so I she like was that. pretty happy. Now he needs his own dog. Instagram. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh, no question. That's a good idea. All right. Well, let, let's kind of get going here. But I want to start, Jack, with you just because we, we've spent a lot of time talking about the city of St. Louis, the challenges that it has. You ran for Aldermanic Board President. Your picture was not in the paper taking bribes this week that I'm aware of. <laughs> we'll get to that here in just a second. But let's. you decided not only did you lose the race, unfortunately, and many of us are not happy about that. I, I was out with a city resident a couple of nights ago, and basically his wife has never said anything like, let's move out of the city. And when she saw Megan Green give her... Uh, speech on election night. She said, maybe we should move the city. But explain the reasons for, because you're getting out now, public service, and I, I get it. I understand. But maybe run over those reasons here for us. Oh, look, I got a, I got a young family. Yeah. I'd like to have one job. I've been on the board of Alderman eight years. I've loved doing it. I've been working full time in politics for close to 20 years. Um, you know, priorities change. I'm glad I ran. We had a lot of fun doing it. I thought it was a, a spirited race. You ran um, a great campaign. Was. And you ran a great campaign. Yeah. Your ads were the best of the cycle. And when Absolutely. we went into this, you know, we knew it was like, hey, we're going all in. Chips are in. If we win, great. If we lose, Sayonara. time to move on. And <laughs> yeah. so that was the deal my wife and I made. I mean, my wife was eight and a half months pregnant when we launched that campaign. Mm-hmm. So the last, you know, six months have been a real whirlwind. So yeah. I'm ready for a little bit of a break. No, and, and I get break. that. But, you know, uh, in, in the broader scheme of things, it's just not good for the city, exactly. not not just because of you, but just because where this direction is headed, yeah. unfortunately. And look, I, I, I was at the Blues game. I'll just give an example. I was at the Blues game last night, walking back. I parked here at the building. I'm with my little brother. He's 13 or 16 years old with big brothers, big sisters. We've hung out since he was like nine years old. This kid, Janie, you've met him before. I have. Okay? He's I have. 16 and he's driving now, oh, wow. oh, boy. which is crazy. But we're coming across, you know, this little park here. I can't oh, remember yeah. which Pelker one this is park. called. That's a tough and, one. And yeah. I mean, I was nervous yeah. for doing that. And, and there's no cops like you got two no or three cops, cops right there at, the at, corner at Marker, 14. yeah, yeah. Market and, and uh, but other than that, like you'd go to a Blues game or I mean, there was always cops everywhere. You know, not anymore. Well, there aren't any left. How is the any. mayor going to um, communicate her hatred toward law enforcement and other things with <laughs> not being on Twitter? Does anyone know how that's going to work? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Can, I, can I just say something about that? Because there's still her, her and her dad both did the drama. I'm out. But I'm done. Still there. But they're still on. They and I'm like, you know what? I just please, please, yeah. the virtue signal. Without like well, the same people off. that made fun of Trump for stirring the pot on social media are doing it ten times worse. It's like the female Trump on steroids is this mayor down here. Well, and and it's funny because he doesn't act the way he acts if there aren't people. Yeah. Like her. I mean, it's the perfect foil, you know. And um, so yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, no, they're still on Twitter. Because, you know, virus still, like, you know, puts me in his, in, without my handle, he still tweets at me periodically. Just for, you know, I always feel like we have to explain some of these things. His name is Vervis Jones. J- Jane brilliantly calls him virus. I, I kind of love that. But we have to explain sometimes. So your like term, when does your term end? Uh, April 20th, So you still have, and I bring this up because you're going to be there for a few more months. Yeah. What, what what will be the priorities there? Because you still have to figure out how to spend all this money from Washington, <laughs> right. right? Right. Well, we got the money from Washington, and now we got 
You know, Rams money. That's just oh, that's another thing that came up this us. week. Yeah. Thanks right. for selling out the county. Yeah. Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so I have a, a couple of my priorities. Like I'm, I'm desperately trying to secure some funding to fix Soulard Market. You know, it's a it's a city asset. It's city owned. It's in disrepair. It's got ten million dollars in critical capital needs. Um, on my way that out, seems the door. Like that's a it's, layup. It yeah. seems like I mean, there should be no. You, you know, that's debate, what you use one time money for. Yes, yes. That's, no, that's, they want to start new programs that you can't. We're just going to give it to give it away. Yeah, just write checks. To people and start up new programs like early childhood. I'm like, yeah. okay, guys, let me be very clear. County and city leaders, okay? I know you may be frustrated with what's going on in Jeff City, okay? I get you. But you are not equipped to handle education. I'm sorry. And there it- are school districts, there's the state. And I'm sorry, but this idea that we're going to start early childhood education programs on a county level is a joke. Hey, we need to clip that audio for later in session. We can't pick up <laughs> trash. I'm not sure how we're right. going to take care of people. The roads, kids. Yeah. I mean, everybody needs their car repaired because you can't go down a city uh, road without a can't pothole. Take, take care of roads, can't take care of crime, you can't take care of education. What right. are you doing right? Right. Well, that's a question I'd like some, I mean, where's the report card? F. <laughs> yeah, well, totally I, agree. I, I was saying that. So there, you'll have obviously the purse strings though are held by other people now. Yeah, they, yeah, right. They will be. I mean, look, the, the city has made you know made a conscious choice. They want, I guess, progressive leaders in charge. So they're going to get that. And, and uh, you know, for the for the mayor and for all the women green. You know who always they always want to blame you know the establishment and the they you know, are the, previous the establishment push for all the city's problems. They're squarely in charge, so we will see if this progressive experiment works at a local level. I don't have high hopes for it. I think we've got to get back to nuts and bolts governing, but I guess we're going to continue down this path and try to cure society's ills at City Hall uh, for the next few years. So if <clears throat> you're not going to obviously the the way that this worked with the board of automatic president is. You're you're serving the term. She's going to serve the term right now that that Lewis had. Correct. So, so there's another election. The yeah, there's another election in the spring. Jack's decided he, <laughs> not, he's getting I'm out. No, but will I guess my question is this: Will someone legit challenge her? Or is that pretty much I, done now? I doubt she'll. I have. wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't advise I think, anybody I mean, to. Keep in mind, I just raised a million dollars and got my butt kicked. Like who's yeah. going to step up and do right, this right. again? Amen. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, I just we need a club. I don't think the voters are going to change their minds that fast. Um, and so you know, I don't think she'll have. Have serious opposition. Um, well, I assume that I just yeah, didn't and, know there, and there's going to be you know the 14 new aldermanic seats. Yeah, see, so are that's all, all going to so be. So there, there's going to well. be some excitement around these elections, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, a lot of change, a, yeah. Quickly, there's going to be a lot of new faces at the board of aldermen. When is when would Sishara's term be over? She's got another two she's years. Two years, yeah. Or? Twenty. She, she was elected in 2021, right? So she's, so oh, she's okay. there till 2025. Okay. Uh, let, let's. Well, when you say it like that. Jane, when, when, Sue said she saw a video. I did not see video, but I want to kind of circle back to the mm-hmm. pictures and the images from the uh, Board of Aldermen with Lewis and Jeffrey and John Collins Muhammad. Oh. Because, look, we've known this story. We've talked about it. Um, Jeffrey and Lewis were roundtable members yeah. for a while. Lewis was for a long time, and I do consider him a friend. And the whole thing is sad. But the pictures my, are rough. the pictures are. In, and I guess there's video, too. And look, yeah, it's you rough. can kind of see how this played out where John Collins Muhammad decided from the beginning I'm going to cooperate. Jeffrey was convinced relatively quickly, and I'm guessing Lewis said I'm going to fight this, and then they showed him the pictures like, okay, <laughs> yeah, not, right. not going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, pretty much. cash. Yeah. Like, like, and, you know, you, you, you picture it in your head, but the visual, 
is pretty stunning. It is. Well, and, when, and when the feds come after you, I mean, look, these guys were charged with a, a few counts. You know, I bet they didn't pay taxes on that money, so they could have piled on a lot oh. more if these guys didn't plead guilty. And they don't. And, and they yeah. usually have five confessions, eight tapes, right. fifty thousand pictures. I mean, the feds. You know, I mean, when they got you, I think they got you. And I just, it's it's rough. And um, and what I'm sad about is it really depleted. Um, in in a lot of ways, black power in in city government. I mean, that, it sure that, did. It, yeah. it really. These were all the the you know the leaders of the you know among the leaders of the black caucus. So that I think um, is rough. And so um, as far as any check on the mayor, that's gone. I mean, at least Lewis was you know attempting to put a check. Um, How long were were all of them there collectively? Oh, oh God! Because you lose there. all of that institutional knowledge. Yeah, Lewis especially was with by, all the new, well, new pen, members coming in. in their twenty. I mean, yeah, yeah combined forty something years. years. Wow. Yeah. 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 So I mean, you know, and I just what's interesting is I was like, well, they blurred the they blurred the felon's face out because um, he yeah I know he yeah. literally is the felon. He was the one that they had you know under their thumb because you know he was he had yeah, been indicted since some... 2017 for illegal cigarettes. Yeah, but and let me tell you something. But they, that they dude make... worked hard. He's he's involved in every indictment, so he did, he's made up for. <laughs> well, all there may the... be well there may be more too. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. we don't even know how many people he handed money out to, and um, <laughs> so. But what I find fascinating is his markets are still running. You know, I know they're running in the county. I think the city tried to su- shut them down. But um, all of his markets are still running strong way, in St. Louis County. That thing down the street just got shut down, right? I or think is that's that official? His. The Shell Station? It is his. Yeah. No. The, yeah. That's that's Muhammad. Whatever Muhammad, his name is. Ahmad Shell Muhammad. Sta- yeah. 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 He just appealed that, but yeah, they call that that the shoot 'em up Shell. Well, they've got uh, yeah, yeah. All you got to go up to the uh, what's the name of the market in Glasgow Village? Uh, it, they yeah. just run drugs and guns. It's yeah. awful. Unbelievable. All right, hang on. <laughs> We're off and running here. It's a Reardon Roundtable for a Friday afternoon. Uh, Alderman Jack Coder, soon-to-be State Senator Nick Shore, and Jane Duker are all on the panel. We're back with much more coming up. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back. We're in Roundtable for a Friday afternoon on 97.1 FM Talk. We have in the studio with us Jane Duker on the panel, Nick Schwar, state senator, incoming state senator, senator-elect. What do we say, Nick? What's the official? Just Nick. Yeah, okay, there we go. <laughs> and Alderman Jack Coder. Um, what did we say is your lame duck? Lame duck, lame duck <laughs> Alderman. I get all these titles right, man. That's it's right. Been, quack, quack. It's been a little, it's been a little <laughs> tough. All right, so Nick, let me let me start with you. I had um, Dean Plocker, who is the new speaker. I never had him on the show before, had not met him. You've obviously worked with Dean in the uh, House, but let's get a little preview of what's coming up in the session. Isn't this when you guys like do the pre-filing of bills and yes. things along those lines? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this, uh, I guess it was yesterday, we were able to start pre-filing. I've got some health care reform bills. Uh, one of the top bills that I filed is the state control of the St. Louis City Police uh, Department. And, you know, filed it last year, started the discussion when Tashara Jones indicated she was going to defund the police. I came down, had the press conference and told her, look, if you're unwilling to come to the table with any option that's going to fix crime, make St. Louis safe for uh, businesses, for tourists, for people living here, then we will be filing this bill. Filed it last year. Got some legs, and this year it's funny. A bunch of people in the house because they knew that I was that I won. I'm going over to the Senate. How many? Six. Uh, yeah, six, six seven so people have filed uh, the same yeah. legislation 
in the House. A couple people have filed it in the Senate. So it is going to be a massive priority. Uh, Speaker Plocker has already indicated this is going to be on his top 10 list of things that have to get done. So, I mean, that we're, we're at that point, you know. I mean, we were talking about it earlier. And, um, you know, I, I supported local control. And because so I, I thought it would be great, you know, it saved money. Um, you we, know, we talked about it quite a bit on on the rear round. Table yeah, yeah, over absolutely. Over and we thought this no this will be good, you know. And um, and but now, like, there's no other choices. Right. I mean, you know, we have more than 300 cops that are eligible for retirement, and and if they don't get a raise, I mean, they're 25 percent. Well, if history, if history repeats itself from the last year when we've seen so many people taking early retirement. 180 last year. Mm-hmm. Right. We've seen so many people transferring even into St. Charles County. Yeah. Oh, St. Charles, Jefferson County. They're all thrilled. We're picking the cream of the crop. So yes. what? But Highly if this, trained if this goes in the other direction, Jack, then what? what's the realistic implication of that? And what happens then? I mean, so I guess we'd go back to a, a board of police commissioners. Right. right. The statutes still yeah. exist yeah. for a I reason. Mean, and I don't. I, I I mean I supported local control. I still do. I think you know this city needs to control its own destiny. But I guess we've gotten to the point where look, our crime problems affect the whole state, right? right. I mean yes. this is the economic engine of the state, and as a you know the central corridor of the city hollows out, that has real serious implications to the city to state revenues as well. So I mean. I, I, I suspect your your legislation is going to get some get some legs, and yeah. if you don't get real assurances from city leadership that they're going to make public safety a priority, maybe this is the right. Well, you I know, mean, I've done something that the mayor has not done, and that's go to the FOP, the Fraternal Order Police, go to ESOP, the Ethical Society of Police, go to business leaders, go to people living here, get them all to the table to say, look, I don't care if this is this bill and this language is the solution, but we have to find a solution. We have to put our minds together to yes. make this city safe. For everybody that lives here, to your point, it is the economic generator, but it's becoming Detroit 2.0, and we can't have that. Yes, I love the fact that businesses are coming to St. Charles County, people are moving to St. Charles County, but this is a very historic city, the gateway to the West. This should be Nashville, Illinois 2.0. I've said it time and time again. We we have the bones. We have the structure to be a very right. safe and hub. We're, and we're actually yes. breaking it. We're actually it's it's not even a, a matter of oh we're not moving forward. No, we're breaking yes. what we already have. And I'm sitting here going and just where we're sitting, Mark. You look at all the development was done. The library was redone. The Veterans Memorial, and then yeah, you there's have murals the painted. Yeah, and 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 this you can't walk in, in a park where there's been two hundred million dollars of investment. And you can't even walk outside after a yeah. Blues game. Well, that's like, why I think that we're going to have. That is not okay. I think this it's not year, okay. We're and- going to see Democrat support of this this bill to find the ultimate solution to make St. Louis safe again. So, what will happen with with the mayor and the administration on that? Will they fight it? Yes. Yes, oh, they, I'm sure they, they'll, I'm sure they'll have yeah. lobbyists. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they will. I'm absolutely sure they will because that's, I mean, that's a big driver of the budget. But and even if you look at what uh, Lyda Cruson did, she, one of my first years in the legislature, we were trying to push the residency bill, sa- mm-hmm. stating that you don't have to live within St. Louis City right. to Because we need to St. hire Louis. cops. Right. Absolutely. So we, we were doing everything that we could for uh, recruitment, retention. They uh, testified against the bill that first year. The second year she came back, said, look, we made a mistake. Yes, everything's on the table now because this is hurting our city. At least she was able to say, look, I was wrong. I don't mm-hmm. think that's what's going to happen with this administration. No, they'll just double down. Here's a scary and stat. argue about the stats. Since right. 2017, St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department has lost 800 officers. 800. 800. Mm-hmm. Now, they've hired some, but not, I mean, we're not even, we're not so we're not far keeping beyond up with the attrition. Yeah. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it 13 recruits that are going to come out of Yeah, that's the basically academy? what a class consists of. And wasn't it previously about 40 or 50? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then COVID came and then they stopped. They stopped for a year. Yeah. So until we change this, until we, we tell our officers, look, we've got your back. If you screw up, 
and you're a bad apple, that's right. we're going to come after you and we're going to remove you. But we're, we're going to have your back when need be. Mm-hmm. Uh, this administration is actually like attacking. Like when you go to a school shooting? And, oh, yeah. And, and that should have proved everybody. In a way that no other police department has been able to perform? That should have put an end to the defund the police argument then and there. Yep, the way yeah, that yeah. they were able to go in there like no other city, no other state has been able to do when you have these clowns, these cowards uh, using weapons to kill vulnerable people, our kids. And I applaud the St. Louis City Police. That should have been evidence that, look, we need to do more to protect them and recruit more people here to stop. Well, because you know like who that. went in to stop were people who weren't even on duty. Yeah. These yeah. were police officers that were at a colleague's funeral and they came in off duty because we don't have enough police officers on the street. The most we ever have is 56 on the street in any given shift. That's and that's really pushing it. Mm. And it's more like 40. And yeah. so can you imagine 40 cops covering this the entire city? 62 square miles. And they miles, say, oh, you're, we're spending so much people. per capita. That, per capita and the number of people is irrelevant. Well, How many listening. calls for service are we getting that aren't getting returned? Look, I'm 36 years old, and I remember going my first concert, ZZ Top, you know, came down here. <laughs> of course it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, the, the baseball games, hockey games, uh, all the different events down here, pro wrestling events, and there were cops everywhere. That was in the 90s, early 2000s. Since then, it has dwindled to mm-hmm. the point that I don't want to take my two daughters down here if it's not a day game. Because, like, to your point earlier, you walk through these parks, you walk through these areas that should be safe. There's no guarantee that if you call the police, they'll pick up because they're understaffed. There's no guarantee that if something happens, you'll be able to protect yourself. They can't even get 911 operators. Right. I mean, we're, we're beyond cops, but how often? That's where we need to start focusing all of that, that public safety money, that federal dollars. Let's start recruiting. Let's start fixing this infrastructure to make this city safe. So on that point, Jack, with, with the money that's coming from the feds, and then I don't know, how, how does the RAM settlement money work? How, I mean, those are unencumbered funds. We can do okay. whatever we want with it. I mean, they got, they're subject to appropriation, of course, but you know, they'll sit in an account until the board decides, you know, the board and the mayor decide what to do with it. But them. that's going to be Megan Green that's going to sort of be calling the shots as automatic board president, right, as far as she has some, some of the priorities. Board, I mean, the, you know, power. the board of estimate apportionment, which really makes the spending decisions. Is. is the mayor and uh, Mayor Jones, Comptroller Darlene Green, and and uh, President Megan? How Green much money now. is in that reparations fund? Do you know? Uh, I don't think the, any. Oh, the voluntary, yeah, the no, voluntary no, personal they, they property. They set up a fund, but I don't know that there's any money in it uh, yet. Um, so I don't. You know, it's going to be up to the next board to really decide what to do with the 250 plus million that the city's getting. You know, I maintain that I I, st- I think we should use it as some sort of endowment. Whether it's, even if it's just the city's portion, we should try to grow that, live off the interest, use the interest to cover, you know, we've got, we're going to be out of this federal money in a while and we're going to need, we, we used to struggle pre-pandemic, we would struggle to come up with a 20% local match for highway projects, for any for stuff we right. want to do for bigger infrastructure projects. Leave this sum of money, use that interest to cover matching funds on big projects. What, what happens idea. to, is some of this money though, and I, you know, I'm not, into the process like you guys are. But obviously we need, if we're going to use the dome in the future, you have to do some work to the yeah. dome. So is that included? Battle for that, maybe. That's separate. Well? So, the, so the dome, as part of the, the dividing of the pie, the county got like 160-something million. The city got 250 million or so, yeah. I think. Yeah. The RSA, which is the entity that operates the dome, Keeping like seventy million, I believe. I think that's the number. So and they that's would use the cover. That. It's, it's got fund. it's got costs. Does that mean the, the RSA's, you know, they all in on like the Rams to try effort to keep the Rams? That was like a fifteen million dollar. Well, that enterprise. yeah, they should have. So they got to cover the their costs, yeah. and then the rest of the money is for maintenance of the dome. And then there was another thirty million off the top that's going to the convention center to help cover some of the cost overruns 
on the convention center. But I guess my question is focused on the dome. If we're going to yeah. have the dome, if we're not going to tear it down and do something different, you do have you, to have you have to have an operating right? fund, right? Right, and that's that was where the Rams put in and seventy million. I, I think I said on the campaign trail, hundred million. And I know I just pulled that number out. Seventy million, if that's what they think they need. Yeah, you got to be able to make some reasonable upgrades to the place. You know, if there's a if the roof leaks, it's got to get fixed. You've got to have a maintenance fund, and the, right now. The only maintenance money for that building are preservation payments that the city, the county, and the state make to the tune of like all in. It's like four million bucks a year or something, and those expire next year. So there's no more preservation payments, and so that seventy million is all we've got to cover, you know, to take care of that building because um, it certainly doesn't have enough activity to generate revenue. I was going to say you got to we got to keep we a tracking a lot more uh, tractor, tractor poles. Yeah, <laughs> we, got, we got the battle hawks back. That's the right. battle hawks could be helpful. Yes. Jane Duker, Nick Shore, Jack Coder, all on the panel. Um, just quickly, Nick, on the topic of all the money, and I talked with Dean about this yesterday. Let me wind this into the financial conversation. The state is flush with cash right now, right? <laughs> yes, so absolutely. one question I didn't ask Dean yesterday is we've talked about, you know, these road projects and I-70 in particular. We had the gas tax that has gone up incrementally. But couldn't you use some of that money to, to fix some of the highways from general revenue as well? I mean, that's something that Senator Lamping and I have talked about for a while. He always supported that. But when you have that much money, you don't want to blow through it, I think, like Jack said. You do want to make sure you want to be careful because if we're going into a recession, you're going to see some downturn as well. But isn't there with that money the opportunity to do some things for the people of Missouri that yeah. need to be done? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know last year the uh, the Democrats in the House, unlike Jack here, who's Democrat, unlike uh, you know realizing these are one-time funds, you can't give people raises. They're going to be reliant upon that this next year. We had many people standing up saying, look, Highway 70 from my farm in Fayette, where I grew up in Ferguson, never changed through my 36 years. It's, it's never changed. The populations have shifted. We need to concentrate on the oldest highway, the Interstate 70. Use some of that money for that, for our roads, our bridges. Uh, the, the infrastructure issue when it comes to the airport, too. We need to take a fresh look at that because, again, growing up, my business owners that I knew, family members were able to fly nonstop to anywhere in the world. Now it is a laughing stock of the world. If we're going to be that Nashville 2.0, if we're going to be the economic generator that we should be, crime number one, infrastructure and our airport need to be taken care of. We need to have a serious discussion this coming session on using some of that money for those airports and for those massive road projects. Yeah. And, and the airport, you know, I think the governance of the airport needs to get looked at as well. I mean, Absolutely. It's, it's it's owned by the city. It's operated by the city. The board is comprised of city, you know, Well, folks. you can tell by visiting it. <laughs> right, But right. it's located in the county. It's located yeah. in the county. It's used primarily by folks from the county. I, you know, I it's a regional asset. I think it should be governed regionally. Yeah. How, how, what's the process for changing that? That's oh, a good question. State I think law. The legislature oh, could I, probably do it. Yeah, yeah it's state law. It, uh, yeah, state law. There's a there's the airport authority mm. is 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 a. Is well, a, I, look, I've had now. This would be three flights in a row. I bitched about this on Monday. I'll bitch about it again. Three flights in a row where I park at. Usually, I park in Lot C, which is Cypress. It's just habit. I've done it for years. Mm-hmm. Like even when I lived in Columbia, I've not been able to find a parking shuttle right. oh, to get God. back to the lots. Right. And three. This is three flights in a row. And this was last night or last week was Friday night at seven o'clock. So it wasn't like late at night. Or or something like that. And the guy, this guy came up and said, look, I'm going to do my best to get you all to the lots. We don't have enough people. But that's that's kind of a basic function there, trying right. to get people from terminal to terminal and to their parking yeah. lot. Oh, my well, God. I got stuck in the E lot, which now people have discovered, which is a great lot. You can walk to Terminal 2. I had a short flight from Chicago back to St. Louis. I spent more time stuck in the lot, unable yes, to yep. get out, than yeah. I did on the airplane. Right. Well, and, and, and how about the police? They, they, they don't play the police. The police at the airport are not even too... 
uh, SLMPD scale. Yeah. And if they have an incident of some kind, they you know, of a fight or something, you could have one or two people who are covering all of the airport. They're the only ones with guns and arrest power. I mean, the policing at the airport needs uh, well, help as well. In, put yourselves in the shoes of a business owner who wants to expand, who, right. who may want to stay here. Let's say they have a business here. No, all of those things that we just talked about, crime, the, the terrible Infrastructure. roads. Infrastructure. All of that. Yeah. Why would you want to stay? We need somebody to take the lead, come to the table, and make make it known that we are serious on changing St. Louis City. All right, hang in there. One more segment to go on a Friday Reardon Roundtable on St. Louis's home for conservative talk, 97.1 FM Talk. One more segment of the Reardon Roundtable on a Friday afternoon. Don't forget we have Sue's News in the next hour. Paul Hall will join us on some entertainment. Frank Cusimano as well. Went to that Blues game last night, and boy... The second period was ugly, unfortunately. But we'll talk about that. We have Jane Duker, um, incoming Missouri State Senator, current State Rep Nick Shore, Jack Coder, St. Louis Alderman on the panel as well. Nick, let me start with you. Let's talk some politics here nationally. We have the Georgia runoff coming up on Tuesday. Not as much attention on this because the balance of power is not really in control. Still an important race, though, and it's tight from what we're hearing. A lot of people have voted already. They have a weird deal down there. They take a break this weekend. Then you can vote again next week. But um, I'm not making political predictions because I have no (laughs) idea what's going to happen. And even if I did think I knew, I'd be wrong. Yeah, I agree. Um I didn't know it was going to be this close. Uh, we were just talking over the break. I thought Jack had a phenomenal chance at uh, at winning his election. But, yeah, this this is a weird uh, exhibit as to why you should limit the the times that you can vote to a certain parameter closer to the election because, you, you know, open it up and you see the, the mail-in b- uh, ballots that were found in a duffel bag in the mountains in California, um, the, the Bruce Franks issue that was here in St. Louis. That's why I think we, we need to focus on election security, election integrity. And the way that they're doing it in Georgia, yes, that's their right to do so. I think it's wacky. I don't uh, know that I have a big problem with what they're doing in Georgia. I mean, they, they have an early voting period. People are taking advantage of it. And it's in it. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in person. Which, and it worked well in and St. Louis County. people have had to wait yeah. a couple, you know, they've had to wait just like here before yeah. the election. So I, I don't know. Well, I've never know. been a big fan of the uh, the runoff elections. And then you got, you know, states like Alaska and the ranked choice voting. You know, no, I, I like what goofy. we have. I like what we have in St. <laughs> Charles County. You've got the early voting where you can come in, show your ID it, into the election authority. There's no you just know, like fidgeting. election day. You show yeah. up and you vote. Yeah. And there's no fidgeting with the mail and wondering if it got there. So. Yeah, I'm not making any predictions either. I think uh, both candidates have their flaws, but the media is focusing on the flaws of the Republican candidate and not the recent uh, marital issues that Warnock is having. But again, you hit the nail on the head. It really doesn't matter. I think the the dynamic, the power shift is there. Um, and I think we need to concentrate more locally. It's all, it's all I, I do, think, I do yeah. think we need to recognize, and I'm by no means blaming Donald Trump for everything that happened a few weeks ago, because I think there's been a lot of piling on. I think there's partial blame, though. And I can certainly put blame on Georgia, because if you had a better candidate, you know, let's just take one <laughs> issue. Let, let's keep the abortion stuff out of it, right? I think people in Missouri, and we've had instances like this, the guy is not from Georgia, right? Played football in Georgia. Same thing right. with Oz. People in states, they don't like that, right? Yeah. They don't like the carpet baggers. I guess they liked it in New York. But I do think that, you know, these are individual statewide elections. Those constituents, different than Missouri. And Herschel's not a good candidate. I mean, I don't <laughs> think anyone could candidate. describe him as a good candidate. And so and I don't know that this would have been close if he Arguably a Texas resident. I don't know why they waited so long to trot that. I'll tell you what. I mean, he said it. (laughs) Say what you will about him. The guy in mixed martial arts at his age is still whipping people. That's impressive. 
Yeah, but that's not senatorial. I know, but it's still impressive. Hey, <laughs> yes, I mean, God bless you. Ben Brown, Senator just... Ben Brown, former mixed martial artist. Yeah, but he speaks in full sentences. He does. I mean, he does. I mean, Ben does. And so I, clearly the mixed but martial jo- art hasn't hey, gotten to his Joe head. Joe Biden doesn't, and he's where he is. So Yeah, I yeah, I, st- I would take his non, non-full sentences over a uh, over, uh, Herschel Walker walkers. any day of the week. I mean, I just... It's here's the thing, guys, and and this isn't going to get any better. I hate to say it, but but why why would why would good people run? I mean, this is I such. I mean, this is what I'm starting to get is that people. It just makes it so unpalatable mm. for people to serve that. Um, you know, um, we get clown cars, and you know, I that that makes me sad. I feel like the caliber of candidate on both sides is going down significantly, and the people, you know who probably are the most qualified, don't want to do it. And that makes me sad. Well, you and I have both seen on social media, if you find the troll brigade who disagrees with you on one thing, they're going to come out, death threats I've received since 2019, name-calling, uh, calling into question so many different things. The normal person. I, and as attorneys, I think we are just fine with it. I mean, we've had clients probably go off skin. on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got very thick skin. But I, I've sat there with people in, uh, in the House and in the Senate where they say, look, I can't do this anymore. I'm deleting my account. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Yeah, you were a public servant. People want to hear what you have to say, what your position is. And these bullies, these keyboard warriors are making it to where, yeah, good people uh, are not wanting to run. And then we get the clown show. I think there's a guy in Kansas City who keeps running, last name West, um, the big KKK supporter. The Republicans don't want to claim him. He keeps trying to run. And that's the type of candidates that we get because of this dysfunction in politics today. Yeah, it's I mean, I, I, I'm not thrilled with a lot of the candidates that, you know, are going to be, you know, potentially deciding the, the, the you know, the the power in the United States Senate. Well, and, even look out here in St. Louis City, the, the people that we thought the community trusted didn't have a backbone to say no on these bribes. Right. I mean, we need people that are strong. And I hate to see Jack go because, yeah, we're different parties, but at least we can talk about the issues with the same goal in mind. And, yeah, different different routes of getting there. But we need stronger candidates that are going to say, screw the parties when we need to. We're going to stand up for what's right, for what the people think. And, Jane, I've seen you do it time and time again. You've called your own party, you know, a clown show when, when they act like it. You've called ours the same. But that is why it, it kind of scares me that the impact that the Internet and all this goofiness is having on the future of politics. We need this younger crowd. And I'm very impressed at uh, the new crowd that's coming into the Missouri Senate, all millennials. You know, we, we are very strong, uh, strong willed. So I'm hoping that that gains some momentum and shows other people stand up for what you believe and start using your voice to, to talk about your conservative beliefs. Well, and the other thing is, is people are now taught that, oh, you don't have to compromise. Right. You know, Everyone like can you, you, you can. Yeah, you, yeah, you can. You can, you know, have views that represent 10 percent of the population and you think you're entitled to have 100 percent of what you want because you, you know how to organize. I mean, organizing is not governing. Can we just. I, it scares me that people don't know the difference between organizing and actually governing and executing a policy, formulating a policy and actually executing it. And having come from the executive branch, I, I'm shocked at the level of the failure to be able to set forth a policy and execute it. And it's it's just like governing by press release. And, you know, and, and so that's why we are where we are today. There's no master plan of what, what are the goals we want to take care of in this region and what, what steps need to be well, taken well, to get the, there. One of the reasons I think a lot of us thought that the um, 
as horrifying as it was to envision you as a leader of St. Louis County, Jane, but with <laughs> you and Montavani in particular, that you didn't need the job, right? You, right. We, were, yeah. we would get somebody in there, in theory, that would focus on the things that the people governing. need. The governing, right. the actual function of right. uh, roads and bridges and, if and all these things. nobody ever heard or saw me, that'd be great. Right. If St. Louis County was quiet, that yeah. meant, okay, that means it's running, running well. Again. Well, that's what politics should be about. You know, you were called by the people that you were around, that you that you represent, because nobody else can get the job done. That's why I ran for the Senate. I didn't want to be there. I could make more money as an attorney for small businesses back at home, spend time with my two girls and my wife. But I think, you know, when it comes to crime, making this region safer for our kids, making you know, fixing the issues with education, because where I grew up in Ferguson, Missouri, I had to go elsewhere to get education. You know, your zip code shouldn't determine the type of education that you get. There's so many problems that we have to fix. That's why we need people that are going to represent the people start running for office again. Right. And we try to, and we try to overlaw everything. I'm like, oh, let's do more ethics reform. You know what? We don't need more laws. We just need better people or prosecutors <laughs> that are going to enforce the enforce laws. Right. The laws. Yeah, but, I mean, no, we no. just need better leaders. I mean, and, uh, and but, it, but see you that, know? that that that's just not. You know, we can use Jack's um, experience as an example because there are probably good qualified people moving forward who might want to challenge Tashar, for example, or or to do things in the city. But how could you be inspired to do that based on the way that the electorate is right now? Yeah, I mean, and I, I sort of say to people, well, maybe they need to see what this looks like for a right. little while. I think so. I think this experiment's going to continue. And for what's a while. sad is and Detroit did I think that. It's going to get worse before it gets right. better. Right, and, and unfortunately, Detroit did that. Now they're on the way out, but they had to hit rock bottom. And mm-hmm. I'm afraid, are we really going to let this hit rock bottom? Is that the only way? Well, that's for what some Republicans in Jeff City are saying. No, let them have it. Let them hit rock bottom. No, because that's my city too. My right. Cardinals, my Blues. That's where you know my right. family grew up. I'm right. not going to let our people suffer. Because these progressives, these far left lunatics, think that this is the right way, even though it's failed in every single state, every single country it's ever been yes, tried. Yes, there and is tested. data. There is data yes. out there. It doesn't work. Not prosecuting people doesn't work. And being from the Show Me State, Democrats should should be recognizing that. And right. I think finally they are. There are some Democrats, not going to say who, that I've had conversations with in the House and the Senate this year that are changing their tune, saying, "Look, I see all of the the suffering that people are going through. It it has to change." Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's hard not. It's hard to be optimistic because, um, you know, the electorate, we just had an election where they said this is all good. And I just I feel like they're just, you know, I love That's that young confusing. people are involved. It yeah. is confusing. I love that young people are involved. But I also want to say, well, when are the adults going to take over? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's well, hard. I mean, to, to look to young people in the eye and tell them. Yeah, this is a good career move, you know, get involved in oh, local service. Well, you yeah. just can't. I right. mean. Not so great. All right. Well, thank you, gang, for coming in. Jack, great to see you. To see Enjoy you. the holidays with the new baby and the lack of stress in your life. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> Nick Schroer, we were talking deer hunting during the break. Start. We hunt in the same area. Sorry, no deer this year. I blanked, too, because yep. I can't Come shoot. to Shetler Road right Basically, near where I live. My <laughs> reason is I can't shoot street. at something 30 yards away, but that's uh, another story. And, yes, uh-oh. they're all over West County. Jane's going to hang out. Thank you, gang. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.